Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast. Where's the comic book problem? Shake the shit out of it. Cut out pretty much all of that. Yeah. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We are on week two of our Pride Month. We are doing this week Killer Queens, putting the sass in assassins. I don't know if that's. I mean, it's it's like the little subtitle. It's probably not the real official title, but I just keep saying it just to keep saying it. Um, but uh, we have, and I will introduce them this time because I didn't last week. We have our full crew with us. We have Lena. We have Adam. We have Todd, and we have me. I am Brian. Hey, how are you? Yo. Up. Uh, so <laughs> I know what else to say there. <laughs> so, am I straight voice? So, <laughs> am I straight voice? My Barossa voice. This is not the month to be cis, sir. Um, that's how I'm not gonna go there, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> This bo- oh no! So we have a drink though. We do oh. have a drink for this month. Uh, we are switching things around a little bit. We're gonna base our drinks off of the month. Also, part of the logic of that being that that way we can actually make the fucking drinks and not go poor buying all the ten thousand and like ingredients to do them. So because yes. uh, I bought Fernet Blanc, which I've never used again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, for this week or for this month's cocktail, Adam, the drink is called Spill the Tea. So you need two ounces of Johnny Walker Black, a half ounce of green tea syrup a half ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of ginger beer, two ounces of pineapple juice, and two ounces of club soda. Now, to make the green tea syrup, you take one cup of water, one cup of sugar, simmer on the stove. When it starts to simmer, you add in two green tea bags. Uh, let it sit for 15 minutes, take it off the heat, let it steep for 15 more minutes, and then take out the tea bags and let it cool down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're going to take all the ingredients except for the club soda. You're going to add it to an ice-filled shaker. You are going to shake the shit out of it, strain it into an ice-filled glass, add the club soda, and stir. And then this is the fun part. You're going to garnish with a lemongrass beer. But it just sounds like a delightful summer drink that you enjoy out on the patio while you spill the tea. Okay, Adam, do you have a drinking game rule for this week? Uh, this one is, I, I don't really have a name for it, but every time Alex or Max hits on someone, that's all I can think of. Okay. And hits on them badly. Yeah. <laughs> hits on them badly. Okay, does anybody else have a drinking game rule? Because that one will, will fuck you up pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Small sips. Small, Small sips. sips. Small sips. Uh, okay, well, who wants to start out on this one? I laughed out loud while I read this. Wow. Which I very rarely do. And mm-hmm. um, Show your work. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, oh God, where was it? I was cr- so first off, everything with the monk. Um, every time that they kept calling him fluffy, and he's like, "Stop calling me fluffy!" And everything. It's so fluffy. And then when they all get caught at the end, and he's with them, and he's like, "Fuck you." Actually, the mm-hmm. part that got me is when they're in the ship flying away from him, and he's and it's like the siren going off, and he's on the screen, and then oh yeah. <laughs> they cut the audio and then he just flicks them off. <laughs> like, Did you just cut my audio? He's like, <laughs> the thing just starts flicking them off. I laughed out loud at that. I thought it was funny. Um, this is very, this was fun. I will say that much. I, there aren't many books that I'm like, okay, like I had fun reading this. Um, and then I actually laugh out loud with when it's supposed to be funny. And, um, so I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because 
because there are some books we've read that are supposed to be funny that I'm just like, mm, no. Um, I mean, Rover Red Charlie was, a, was just a, a laugh riot, so. You know, he's going to be at Terrificon this year. And he needs Jesus. He does need Jesus. And I don't even believe in Jesus. And he needs Jesus. <laughs> You're going to give him a button. I need Jesus. Oh my God. I was You're going like, to walk up and g- give him a pamphlet. <laughs> I read Rover I, Red Charlie. I, <laughs> I was like, when Here's I saw his name, number. when I saw Mitch post about him, and I was just like, holy crap. Like, well, I so hope you get to be his his uh, handler. Guy, his handler. No, no. We're good. Well, no. Although he will probably need a handler because he is such a big name. Yeah. It, well, no, I, uh, no. Actually, I'm not working this year at it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to go as a attendee and get my picture with as Jonathan. As a muggle. I know. I'm going to go get my picture with Jonathan Brakes. That's really the only reason I care. Um, oh, gotcha. I, I really hope whoever they hire to be his handler is named Jesus. That'd be funny. Jesus. Right, because Garth oh, needs Jesus. I was like, what? Come on. Uh, it's late. Up? It is that late. Was a it, I'm two joke. hours I ahead of y'all. Yeah. I'm like so out of it. But uh, anyway. Um, Adam, you were f- This. Huh? You were. You know, go ahead. This. Uh, <laughs> this book it like i said it made me laugh out loud i thought it was funny i enjoyed the fact that when they got to uh calliope was that the name of the the first mm-hmm. one the mm-hmm. first like place they went uh and max is like what are there no men how are there no men like how how do you make babies and like they're trying to have like a serious conversation and that's all he keeps talking about um and then finally they like take him away and he ends up with all like the green men right on the planet but I just I thought that was hilarious that he was just like how are there no men where are the men how do you have babies <laughs> just yeah. like, that's another part that made me laugh that it was great um, he's a little bit of a man whore but I did find it interesting on one of the pages um, where he talked about with I don't remember the guy's name the big purple the big pink yeah. purple dude mm-hmm. when he was like you want to make out again and he's like oh that was a one and done thing and he's like yeah it always is and the and seemed really disappointed and I was like sir do you really want to be a hoe or is this because like no one wants you afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so I found that very interesting um so yeah but I I liked it it's you know it was an easy fun read and um the fact that the monkey ends up in the in a zoo did also make me chuckle quite a bit so yeah I love the the mini story about the Harry the hench Not otter um, at the end where they were just like, but he's so cute. And then <laughs> he's like at a, at a um, kid's birthday party and they're like, can we pet you now? <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. So I no, one of the that parts that, that got me actually laughing out loud was when they're on Calliope, whatever it was, and he like, they have like, a little orgy thing for him. And the next morning he's like eating lunch with them. He's like, you need to live your life. Don't wait for me. He's like, I wasn't going to but okay So that's, I mean, there were, there were little things that kind of happened throughout that I just was like, I just did laugh out loud. I was like, this is good. I really like this. So yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Cool. Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts? So the funny thing with this is that it, in the long run, it is kind of one of those like almost generic space travel tales where they go to a creepy planet. You've got this civil war going on. Um, it, there's nothing really surprising in it, but 
I like the fact that, yes, the character, the, the main characters are both very obviously queer. I mean, she kind of feels more like maybe bisexual, couldn't tell for sure. Um, and that's a big part of their life. But you can tell it's like, it's presented as, hey, he's gay, he's a man whore, he, but he really wants to settle down. But it's not like the thrust of the story. The main thing is about them realizing, okay, fine, we'll be good people. What'd you say? You said thrust. <laughs> I'm 12. I was talking about eating tacos, so we'll get you to take that one where you want to as well. Um, I'm also very upset they did not make a spank the monkey joke because that was like ripe for that when the monkey was being punished at the end. But uh, do you punish your monkey? Do I what? Do you punish your monkey? Oh Jesus Christ! I pet him daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? You've thrown. <laughs> From thrusting to spanking your monkey to... Okay. Uh, and Max. meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile. So, no, I, I like the fact that it is very much an LGBT comic, uh, but it's just kind of like we did with Heartstopper last week, was that it can be fun, it can tell a cool story, it doesn't have to be edgy and dramatic, and yeah, there's some dramatic moments, but it's really just like, dude, it's like gay Han Solo and Princess Leia are running through the galaxy, stopping civil wars and being silly and then hitting on people badly. So, it's just, it's fun, it's fluff, there's nothing I'm, gonna, I'm never going to go back and read it again. I'll tell you that right now. But it's not something, and I, I really don't care if there's a sequel or not. But I had fun reading it. So yeah, uh, for me, this book sort of the entire process from buying it to reading it was exactly what you would expect. I saw the book, I think, at Doctor Volts, but I saw it on the shelf and said Killer Queens, and I went, "Oh, that'll be fun for Pride Month. I should grab that just in case." And then we read it because I already had it in on my shelf, and it was just, I mean, it was fun. Um, it's not, it doesn't hit any heavy topics for the Pride community, other than you know, maybe not being as popular as you wish you were, um, but uh, other than that, like, I don't know, I thought it was fun, um, but like, not over like, there's not a lot to like, really go in depth on on this one, it's the only other, like, unfortunate thing, but, uh, Mr. Todd, what are your thoughts? The way you describe it, it's like, Fast 8 the F. Gary Gray one of <laughs> Fast and the Furious, right? <laughs> we're going in, we're knowing what to expect, Max reminded me a lot of Barney from How I Met Your Mother Yeah. Right? And just if like, oh Barney, How I Met Your Mother, like, you know Max now and he's having a great time of it the even with alex as she's going through it's like is she bi is she not it's it's all there it's enough to be having fun it's the it's a romp through the galaxy and what this book did really well it felt it was the start of the story and yet the world felt fleshed out enough you're they assumed you're just along for the ride mm -hmm. and it's a super quick introduction and you don't know backstory and yet it doesn't matter yeah but they do a wonderful job of you just jumping in there and going and picking up bits and pieces as you go along and yeah for setting up the world and the setting here they did that so so incredibly well. Mm -hmm. So many stories, especially you read the first one, two, or three issues, is like, oh, we're making the setting first before we're diving in what's actually going on. And this book is like, nobody has time for that. Come on, let's go. And they were just on their adventure, and it's it was silly, it was funny. Brian lent this over to me, because I didn't buy my copy, I just borrowed Brian's, and I flipped through it real quick, and I'm like, wow, this book's like really gay. And <laughs> made Brian I, I mean, but, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? He's like, oh, this book really gay. I'm like, yeah, this book it's like really gay but it's hilarious had a good time it um, touches on like the tropes of star wars in some of the ways or even firefly in some of the ways but it just keeps going and it's um you've got two characters that are going from one adventure to the next they've been on many before there's many to come and here's just a quick visit with them as they go and yeah i mean with the world bidding and the setting i mean lana adam talked about how funny it was and everything in those characters what i was really impressed with is how it was such a quick snippet and 
in a world that felt much larger, richer, and very well established with very little runway to be doing that. And between the art and the storytelling, bravo, because that's hard to do well, because most don't. Mm-hmm. So that's where it had me really impressed. The art was fun. It had very much of a um, Buck Rogers of the you know, 40th yeah. century going on, a little bit of that aesthetic going on, and it just borrows winks here and there. But it's still, it's its own thing. And, you know, bitching about, it's like, this prison's like an MC Escher. So many stairs, come on. So you've got these nice little moments. It's quips done well, mm-hmm. is what it's going through. And it's a world established astoundingly quickly. And you just go with it. And that was fantastic. So it is in Pride Month, and it's absolutely a Pride book. There's no question about it. But how that the story structure was put together, formed, and put out, very impressive. This was editorially wise, is top notch. Mm. Yeah. And the, that sequence you're talking about, the MC Escher sequence, where they're escaping and they have the two page spread with their dialogue, you know, following them as they run up and down and through there was actually a moment that I thought was a pretty good, pretty fun and pretty good uh, comic book moment that you could only sort of get away with mm-hmm. in comic books that way. And it was sort of I, that, that I felt was particularly well done and very interesting. But yeah, cool. Does anybody else have any other thoughts? I think I liked this a lot too because it wasn't them being gay was just part of them and that was it but it wasn't the like central thing of everything sure. so yeah, this I like that was a horn dog yeah and- it was a horn dog but it was he's for, a horn dog. He's a horn dog, and so instead of it being a horn dog with other women, he was just a horn dog for men. And, but he was a horn dog, yeah, yeah. And and it was, um, and so I think that that is what I would hope you would see more representation of, where it's like, here's a really cool superhero, or here's a really cool, here's a really cool story, and he just they just happen to be gay. Like his personality right. is just like any other frat guy. The difference is he just likes other dudes instead of <laughs> women. Like I, I actually quite like that because I feel like um it doesn't always yeah it doesn't always have to be about the the like coming out story and and learning about yourself and everything and not to say that's not an important part but um I think a lot of times it's like okay let's what's the next the next right it's becoming your your sexuality is an important attribute of everybody but it's not your soul attribute Mm -hmm. yeah and there are certain people out there and and again there are like we talked about last week you know just because you're gay doesn't mean you're good and there's some good great people out there in all different communities but sometimes i feel like that some people in the community they that is their identity like they have to well, make sure there's the joke you know sorry well there's the joke how do you know someone's into crossfit it's like because they've already you. told you yeah. yeah yeah same thing with uh atheist and vegan <laughs> yeah. but uh like you said todd that there's there's a lot more to someone that's just like one piece of the, like the the puzzle of what makes them up it's a big piece don't get me wrong and sure but just because i'm gay doesn't mean that that's all i am but i think some people out there do that specifically when they come from and i see a lot here in utah and i think that's because of the background they grew up with having to be fully repressed and then you know some most of them go on missions come back and they come out later in life so they don't get to have those those first moments like we talked about with Heartstopper, like their first kiss or their first this was in their 20s, not when they're 14, 15, whatever other time it is. Right. And so I do see some people who just again, because they didn't have that for so long, make it their full identity and mm-hmm. hopefully it kind of calms down a bit, but you just get some people who are just and it's not saying that expressing yourself is a bad thing. I mean, it's not. That's the whole point of, you know, Pride Month is going and being your authentic self, but some people just take it to the extreme that, like, they're heterophobic. I'll be completely honest. I have people who will not talk meet with or be friends with straight people because they're all out to get you and there are some that are yeah exactly but obviously this podcast hello (laughs) you know got some amazing 
allies and friends on here who I love dearly, but I don't know. It, it, every every extreme is generally always wrong. Like, don't you go too far to the left, too far to the right, too far gay, too far straight. Um, you go too far gay and you loop back straight again, as we learned from Will and Grace. Um, but I don't know. It's I, I liked this because of the fact that yes, it was just who he was. He was going to go out there and sleep with whoever he wants. He wasn't ashamed of it. His friends gave him shit for it because that's what you do. You give your friends shit for everything. But again, it was like, hey, this is a big part of my life. This is going to be represented in this book, but we're still going to go fight aliens and fight civil wars and do all kinds of cool stuff and, and fuck with a monkey by cutting off his audio. So, yeah. right. Which was so amazing. Right. I had to go back and read that like four times. So I was like laughing too. Yeah. So, like, it's love it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, well then, uh, stars, uh, out of five, Todd, what is your, uh, your rating? Four stars. Four stars. Lena? Uh, I'm gonna give it four and a half. I quite like it. Cool. I'm gonna sit with four, and Mr. Adam? I'm gonna go with a four, too. Okay. Not the outlier this time. There no, you go. I, am. <laughs> I You know what? When a book makes me laugh like this one did, it gets that extra boost. So. There you go. Fantastic. So next week, we are going to be reading uh, a Snagglepuss book, uh, Exit Stage Left, mm-hmm. which we have done on the show before, but it was a lost episode. And also, mm-hmm. Lena wasn't on the show at that point in time, and we thought that she would enjoy it. So we're revisiting it for three of us, and it's a first-time read for Lena. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a tale of Snagglepuss as a uh, Broadway writer um, in the 1950s. Um, there, There is definitely some, there's a few different writers that are, it's his, their stories are sort of uh, similar to what Snagopus goes through in this book. Uh, Truman Capote is one of the ones that pops out of my head the most, um, but uh, yeah. The back of it says, pink fur, red scare. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's, I think we're going to have a lot of conversation on the next one, so I'm glad we're like, not doing it tonight, because I know Lynn is tired, he's to go to bed, but there's a lot to break down in this one, and it's not as lighthearted as the ones we've done so far this month. Uh, true, it, it's a, a very much a a, a historical book that deals with, uh, unfortunately, like part of the American uh, past that was not the greatest representation of the country. Uh, not unlike some of what's going on now, but that's totally a different issue. Um, or like back in the 1800s or back in World yeah. War II. Or, so basically, it's the country, the history of the country. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. The country is based Sorry. upon the idea of improvement over time. And sometimes yeah. there are some steps back. This yeah. was this was something we had to improve from. Yeah. And may have stepped back into. But anyway, I also just think it's fun every time like I talk about this book and people are like, wait, like Snagopus, like the Hanna Barbera Snagopus. I'm like, yes, that's mm-hmm. Snagopus. And it's uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing book. Spoiler alert, most of us really liked it. One of us hasn't read it. And we'll, well, we'll I'm we hope we'll really like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that will be next week. And then just uh, finishing off our month, uh, we're doing a book called Bloom, um, which will be uh, the end of our Pride Month. So, uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add? No, once? I think that's pretty good. I think we got it. Go twice, sold. Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Still should have added a spank in the monkey joke. <laughs>